0: This is episode number 31 with Jessica Liu, partner at Venture Capital Fund, AppWorks. Welcome to the Masters of Cashflow podcast. My name is Andrew Senduk, a former banker turned tech entrepreneur. And in each episode, I interview the movers and shakers of the venture capital and investment space in Southeast Asia. With the only goal to help you discover how to raise more capital, build better companies, and to give you a better understanding of the people behind the biggest funds in the region. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Now let's get started. All right, beautiful people. Welcome to a new episode. Today, when I will look outside, it's actually raining, which is kind of like the opposite of what always happens, but uh, it is raining today, but it doesn't matter today. I'm excited to have uh, Jessica Liu on the podcast today from AppWorks all the way from Taipei, Taiwan. Um, uh, Jessica actually started within, uh, banking. So you were a digital marketing manager at the standard Chartered, And then from there you went actually on into the VC space, but you can tell more about that. Uh, in brief AppWorks uh, early stage fund currently around $200 million plus, uh, AUM, uh, really focused on, um, uh, on the early stages of, of venturing. And, um, you know, for some of the portfolio companies, you actually do tag alongs for series A, series B. Uh, but you can tell me more about that. I wanted to highlight one thing on the website, which I love, which also shows me a bit of how the, how the investment space is at the moment. On the site, it actually says, uh, we know you have a choice. We want you to choose us. And that is said from a VC's perspective, which I think is so true. And it really shows what the, what the climate is nowadays. Uh, Jessica, so excited to have you on the show. How are you doing in Taiwan? How's everything?
1: I'm doing pretty well. Pleasure to be here, and thanks for having me. <laughs>
0: it's a it's a pleasure, Jessica. It's a pleasure. Uh, AbWorks, how's uh, how, how are things in AbWorks?
1: <laughs> things are great here, yeah, and I think uh, as I just mentioned earlier that uh, we're writing more checks these days. Even uh, every everything you know, the COVID things happen uh, around the world, but I think it's a- actually uh, making. Uh, people more focus, and you know that's having uh, a lot especially we we focus a lot about blockchain industry and yeah. the past 12, 12 to 18 months there was a huge progress around the uh the industry so that's yeah. why we're we're putting a lot of uh efforts writing a lot of checks
0: super it. super exciting so let's let's uh, let's move back a bit uh transition uh let's say you did your traineeship or you did your first first job you know at standard chart as digital marketing manager right. Uh, cross-selling. A bit of focus on cross-selling. How how a bank can sell more across the digital channels. Then moving into the VC space. So so tell me more. Like how did you end up where you are right now? What what was kind of like oh. the journey? The journey uh, moving <laughs> into the VC space.
1: Thanks for thanks for asking. You know, uh, it's it was an interesting journey. I think I believe most of the people from. Especially the commercial banking, the career doesn't look that like this way. Exactly. So I think, yeah. So uh, when I joined the bank uh, back to 2010, I think uh, the online sales of whatever products or financial thing is is very new to to the industry. Mm. And so, so when I you know put my efforts in there and started to see how different it can bring into our life with the digital tools and. All the record we, we can see from from uh, from internet. That's a, that's a sort of a, a shock to me because I think compa- comparing the traditional sales process that we have salespeople, we have a representative, we have uh, banks a branch around every corner of the city. But eventually I see there's more power we can bring in from doing online sales and from doing a lot of different uh, broadcasting through the internet channels. And because of the digital stuffs, so we can basically have all the records, we can have all the journeys people been through. Um, and basically we have everything on hands and we can have better understanding of our customers. So that, that's, uh, that's the time starting to realize how internet and how all the digital stuff can basically um, change your it's lives the in a, yeah. change you game in the long run and yeah, for sure that, that's that's how I starting to sort of people my my, my myself uh, from a career perspective and starting to uh, I, I joined uh, upwards and I was uh, head of accelerator so basically I I want to see what are these people are doing? These yeah, are the, yeah, 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 yeah. All, all the star founders and they are they're very pioneer. They're thinking all, outside of the box, Although not every one of them gonna be success, gonna be successful in, in uh, one day, but at least I can see the most creative, the most um, most pioneer people what they are doing right now. So I think that's how i started to be fall in love with the industry. Yeah. it took me uh, I think two or three years I've been working with more than hundreds mm-hmm. of startups during, during the time. and uh, I get a lot of different nutrition and different input from a different you know different stage of founders and starting to realize, okay, I think the capital we are holding our hands can actually accelerate your growth in, in some way. So starting to get involved in the investment deals. So that's how this story
0: started. Yeah, that's amazing. Because if we look at AppWorks, actually there's like two lines of uh, business, right? One is the accelerating program, which is very hands-on. It's people can, you know, apply to these accelerating programs. And the other side is actually the investment, uh, right. the fund itself, right? So maybe you can share more about, about AppWorks, uh, like the actual AUM at the moment, like ticket sizes that you do and uh, what is kind of like your favorite uh, niches or favorite industries that AppWorks wants to invest in.
1: Yeah, uh I think our, our first fund was 2000, 2012. It was a very small fund, it's around 40 million US dollars. And till 2014 we raised our uh, second fund, which was 50 million. And now we are, we are we just closed our third fund earlier this year, it's 150 million US dollars. So that's pretty much what AUM looked like. And we don't we are sort of stage and industry now because uh, we're, we're truly, truly, uh, I, I know it sounds a we bit, bit cliche, but we're truly the, the VC that uh, really focus on founders. So a lot of, I, I, I can share some of uh, our investment sort of process internally. So a lot of startup founders will be very surprised that the questions uh, we are asked we, are, we were asking during the sort of the DD process or, or first meeting, it's not about, oh, what's your CAC? What's your profit mm. margin? How do you think, how big the 10 is? We're, we, we don't ask that question. We basically ask, how did you get started? and. Mm. Uh, how, how how's your family support you and what's mm. your what's what's your growing up history and mm. what makes you think this way or that way mm. and what's the driver behind you all these kind of weird you know yeah, yeah. sounds like the soul searching questions yeah, yeah, um during the times but lots the men folks we're well we're, 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 we're actually uh, focus here. So, either for, for accelerator startups, um, basically, we have some history with the star because we've been through the journey, they're, they're doing startups. We probably have more contacts about the founders and the teams. But for those who who we just uh, bump into the first time, these are the questions we'll ask. And okay. when we, we will invite the founders, so to the later stage of the DD process, we will invite founder to join our investment committee. And you know, investment committee, people are will be surprised again that investment committee actually consists of 20 plus people in a Zoom call. So this day we're doing the Zoom call. Uh, in the past, we will actually find the founders to Taiwan and join our meeting, which the meeting room will have 20 plus people in there. Wow. And, yeah, and people will get really surprised because uh, these 20 20 plus people are actually the whole staff we're having in the company. And they uh, they, they are the people from, from the legal support, the, the people from other, you know, other deal teams, they're the people uh, our partners, they are people from like uh, analysts. So everybody in, in the company will join the investment community because everybody will be work with the founders and the team mm-hmm. in the future if you if write or check in and yeah. i think not only we need to understand the, the founders but also our founders will get to know why exactly they will face if they, they get our money they put mm-hmm. their money on their cap table yeah. so what what people they will work with i think that's really important as well because it's not just We're having a meeting and everything's just just done. So it's a long term relationship. So, just like marriage, if you want to marry somebody, you will still meet their their family sometimes before marriage, right? So, I think that's a commitment we're having here. And and a lot of us are actually uh, founders before Mm. uh, ourselves. So, a lot of uh, we we truly believe that we're begging on a founder instead of a business model itself. So, that's why. it's so important that we need to understand their history, what drives them, for a business, everything like that.
0: I like that. I like that a lot. It uh, it kind of like brings back the human, the human side of the business, because I think exactly oftentimes on the surface we, we only see like oh a series A, ten million dollars, uh, whatever valuations, but but behind that there's so much more relationship, which is the foundation of everything, right? Uh, how do you how do you balance how do you then balance uh, because I like that I, I, I like that the human part of the business which is like you said right you need to understand let's say the background of their their why like why are they pursuing this market or this product relationships that they have with their family who's supporting them versus hardcore CAC LTV you know uh, profitability how do you how do you balance those two because at the end of the day and this is a question or discussion I, I oftentimes have is at the end of the day, your business is about you know LPs committing capital to, to the fund. You need to return the capital, and if possible, with a you know with a ten x or hundred x. Uh, how do you how do you then balance those two those two needs?
1: I think there's two points I can bring up. First of all, um, we believe in the founder, so we we get this sort of a context and a history they are having. However, the thing we're evaluating is the founder's delta. So we're not spotting at what they're looking like right now. We are expecting, expecting how fast it can grow in the next five to 10 years. I
0: like that. The founder's so, delta. Founder. I like that.
1: Now the founder's delta. So we, we're not seeing... So he he's probably doesn't look like a superstar these days, but if he can learn fast, he, yeah. can, he can get the information and he can... Most important is learn fast. If he learn fast enough, even his cat looks terrible. Even he has no monetization model. Even my idea looks so stupid right now. But eventually he will figure out. That if he can learn fast enough, he will figure out really, really fast. And with the, with all the different resources we're putting into the company and his founders, with, with all the community that can help with his founders, he can really he can learn fast. He he can. He can eventually find a way out, and and that, that's the thing. That's the first thing I want to point. The other thing is, I think Apple doesn't exist that and doesn't only serve for LPs. I think venture capital, as you mentioned, we have accelerator, we have venture capital, we also have a school. It's called Apple School, basically a bootcamp camp for engineers, and these are. I also I usually call this as a golden triangle of, uh, of apple business. And the reason we have a golden triangle in the center of this golden triangle is actually founders. Mm-hmm. So you can see capital is just one of the approach you can help with founders. But not every founders are looking for go big or go home. A lot of people, I just want to be a, a very, serve a very niche type of, a very niche of, uh, audience serve a very niche market. Some of them just being uh, um, a lifestyle business, which I guess say is not uh, a good thing. It's probably good for, for their life, for their audience as well. So we are serving those people with Accelerator, with other add-on service we are having with our master teams. So Uh, we also have a school which serve them with more like talent support and all these kind of stuff
0: so i think
1: there's a different way we can support uh for support of different startups and capital and money is just one of them
0: yeah i love that i love that And, and and what you mentioned like the go big go home we hear that very often and a lot of vcs you know will say like oh yeah we're we are investing in this market because you know we believe it's you know, these these this might, our portfolio can go can go huge, can go big, and lead can dominate the market. And if not, yeah, then we we kill it or we quote unquote kill it, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so what are your thoughts? Like, uh, okay, so there's the golden triangle, which I think is a, is an amazing concept, and and is really about ecosystem building and equipping equipping the 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 tech ecosystem, right? But as a fund, would you then still only invest in the you know the quote-unquote, 100X, potential 100X return companies? Or uh, would you also be open to invest in, an, I don't know, a, a more niche market where you say like, okay, you know what, this company could be a $500 million company or a $100 million company, which could still give a good, good return? Uh, or or is there kind of like, no, we only want to do like, we only want 100X our, our investment?
1: Well, I think from... While we are sort of uh, observing a deal or evaluating a deal, I think, right, from my my own deals, I will always think it's gonna be a home run deal. That means I'm, I want to bring a you know ten to hundred x return for for that deal. Yeah. However, we also understand that every, not not gonna be every case gonna be be like that. Yeah, so yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're 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 targeting a thirty thirty percent of hit rate. Right? That means. Probably ten uh ten deals we're investing. Probably thirty percent will will get you know uh thirty percent gonna be success. And within yeah. those thirty percent, one to two deals might be hits ten to a hundred x return. Yeah. And some yeah. of them get three to five x return. That's possible. But yeah. while you know at the time at the spot we are investing, we're all, always thinking it's gonna be hundred. Yeah, 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but, but you're right. You're right. I mean, at the end of the day, I think especially with with, with investing and venture investing and early stage companies, the risk the risk reward is it, it's uh, it's quite extreme, right? And 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 yeah, if you have uh, I don't know, you do ten investments, twenty investments, for sure, the majority is going to be like not 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 per se home runs. Uh, so it's kind of like balancing out the investment, balancing out the portfolios. Um, so let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about industry. So AppWorks, I mean, we talked about it briefly before, like kind of like bl- blockchain, and, and I see it also on on the website. But um, could you describe the main categories that that, block, that AppWorks is investing in, and why?
1: I wouldn't. I I wouldn't say it's a industry. I would say it's a paradigm we're seeing. Hmm. The paradigm shift we're seeing, Got and it. why we think it's important. Uh, it's because. Uh, we are a community builder so we are we are thinking from a community perspective so while we are targeting these paradigms we are also remind the uh, the whole community member that this is something we spot going to be huge in the te- next 5 to 10 years and if you are not putting resource on these certain paradigm certain paradigm or certain vertical, i think we think you should put more resource and we are bring more founders doing that kind of uh, part, during do, that industry because we want to every, we want to remind everybody that this is something you cannot ignore. So the things we're, we're, we're spotting on is one, one is AIOT. And I think that's a very certain thing that everybody uh, already see that's happening right now. So we are doing a ton of vehicles and we're seeing um, pizza delivered by themselves. And we're seeing a lot of robots doing different things for for our family chores or even microsurgeries these days. So so AI IoT, basically we're seeing is gonna, uh, there's a a lot of more IoT stuff in bed with the AI brand in there and it's gonna, it's gonna change your life uh, in a huge way, just like a mobile internet before. So that's something we, we um, we're we basically uh, spotting on, and we want to bring more founders in the community like that. And the other thing is blockchain DeFi. I think um, De- DeFi is a, a very interesting stuff we're we're spotting these days because basically, so the interesting Twitter that Mark Cuban tweeted uh, the other day is. That if he had a certain amount of money and he want to borrow a certain amount of money from the closed banks that he has relations, it takes a couple of days. But if he has certain the same amount of money or Ether or Bitcoin, basically he can he can borrow money from, from, from the DeFi, DeFi platform right away. So mm-hmm. I think that's the difference we're seeing right now. And, uh the interest it needless to say the interest we are getting out of the regular bank these days is like horrible compared to the DeFi can provide these days. So yeah so financial, financial industry these days are are I, I think it's gonna be be has a, a huge change. I think in the past, you know, uh the online sales is probably just a, a small small stuff that can you know ship a needle uh, in the banking uh, banking process, but these days I think the DeFi and crypto is gonna uh, be a, a huge disrupt for the, the traditional financial industry. And the other and on the other hand, we're seeing is actually NFT. So we always we usually say saying that the cryptocurrency is more like a fungible token. So basically, that's just like a money and uh, the thing we're seeing right now. But NFT is more like a commodity. Yeah. We're seeing now. So everything is different. So every yeah. object is different to, to everybody. So if you're seeing financial industry has this kind of impact, NFT will give the same impact to a commodity industry. So that would be probably larger than uh, what DeFi can bring us these days. So these are the two industries that we definitely think the blockchain can disrupt the sort of the traditional way we're living right now. And last but not least, it's Southeast Asia. I think because of geographic location we're located and we think uh, sort of the growth and also the momentum that Southeast Asia bring to the region will be going to be huge. I think momentum from population percent or internet penetration percent. And there's a lot of stuff that can be improved. I can can make people live better. I think that's some some um, the people who are tackling right now
0: these days. Yeah, that's uh, that's very interesting, right? And I think especially like when we talk about blockchain, we talk about uh, decentralized finance uh, or NFTs in general. Uh, the question I always have is more on uh, utility, right? Uh, because from a from a theory perspective or technology perspective, I think it yeah makes sense. Like even I mean, it just, uh, I just literally just purchased like a, a picture of a banana with a Bitcoin head <laughs> on for like one thousand dollars, right? <laughs> Don't ask me why. Don't ask me why. But, 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 but I, um, I, I think it is a very interesting discussion because at the end of the day, as, as, as a fund, I mean, even now, I, I saw that um, Coinbase, Coinbase co-founder they just launched this, uh, this crypto fund, right? Um, yeah, or, uh, 2.5 billion. 2.5 billion, their billion fund, yeah. like, really focused on crypto, blockchain, which I think is so, so interesting. Um, and at the same time, I, I also ask questions, right? Oh, yes, for sure. This technology can really disrupt For example, like the whole fintech industry or or the traditional banking system. I'm I come from banking myself, so I totally understand. Like even the example that you give with Cuban, like Mark Cuban wanting to have like money, it takes a long time, right? All this stuff takes a long time. But um at the end of the day, it is about it's about usage, right? It's about adaptation, uh, and that the mainstream market will 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 you will use it, right? What what are kind of like your, your thoughts on the adaptation of let's say blockchain technologies or or NFT, or, or just, yeah, just in general blockchain technologies within within this region, because I think it's, I think yeah, US, US, or maybe Europe even as well, but are kind of like um, maybe well, it's not it's not normal there. But well, to be honest, like even in Bali, I, I've seen villas being sold now, where where the developers are actually saying, okay, we accept we accept crypto uh, to pay the villa. We're right? talking about let's like, say three hundred thousand dollars villa, so you know a couple of coins couple of coins here, and then uh, you'll have your own uh, Villain Valley. But w- what are your thoughts about the adaptation, the adaptation of blockchain technologies uh, in the in the consumer market or in the B2B market even?
1: Hey, I think that's a great question because a lot of people are asking these questions, I think in the past 10 years already. <laughs> so, yeah, so first of all, when you can purchase a pizza, people will say, wow, Bitcoin can, can purchase pizza, that's, that's a thing, right? But these days, I think, uh, you, because I think, every ups and down, every bull market and bear market, I think people will ask the same questions. However, every circle, every cycle, basically what I see see in the past like five to six years, it actually onboard more and more people into uh, sort of a blockchain blockchain era. So people, uh, uh, the amount of people that uh, has cryptocurrency, that has uh, wallets, uh, on their hands is more than before. So no matter it's bull market or bear market, the status quo is that it's, it's probably 10, 10 or a hundred times in than, than two years ago. Mm. So you probably can see as long as there uh, as long as there's enough people holding these kind of uh, currency or assets on their hands, there will be more application building up to to tether uh, for these people to use. And a great example I've seen these days is that, as I saw the other days, there's a Dao DAO's, um, organization in Bali. So basically, the Dao is, is forming up to. To purchase uh, the villa in Bali, so uh, because not so not, not as many people has not much money to purchase uh, to to buy a villa there. But if you're using a DAO organization to make it more like an investment and share community for that, that's a, that's an interesting idea. Is that something people partly to imagine, uh, like two years ago, I would say. So uh, so these days, and especially you are seeing. Uh, like PayPal, like Square are putting more efforts to connect with, uh, with the blockchain. So um, they, are, they are probably the last mile and probably the, the most downstream uh, with the whole like, payment ecosystem. So if they have these old channels, getaway setups, you can imagine that there'll be more more in usage and they can be used uh, in your daily life very very quickly
0: very quickly very quickly okay so so from your perspective you think the adaptation or the actual utility because even within the nft space when we talk about let's say the the board ape uh, yacht club like mm-hmm. those those type of uh, uh, nfts right uh the discussion around why are uh, i don't know crypto punks or why are a board board yacht yacht club or, or whatever the name is of those guys uh, why, why are they so expensive <laughs> because because they were also saying like okay you there's, there's a utility there. Why? Okay, because if you have certain NFTs, you can get like a, I don't know membership for free or you get like a yeah. free page or whatever. So, so my point is more like from, from the metaverse that we're living in or from this digital world we live in, at the end of the day, there, sh- there should be a, how can I use this in the actual world? So for example, okay, I, when I have like now, I don't know, uh, like say 10, 10, uh, 10 BTC or, or whatever, I can buy a huge villa here in Bali. Okay, so I'm still living in this world. So I need to, what can it bring me in the real world? No, I think that that's that's kind of an interesting, interesting paradigm or you know world we live in right now. Like, how will that evolve, and when? When? When will that be? You know, blended in because I think it's, it's still when we talk about NFTs, we talk about crypto. Um, well, for sure, the younger TikTok generation. <laughs> I mean, uh, not, not not a joke. But I, I was I was on Twitter like a, a few weeks back, and I was looking at for some NFTs, right? And a lot of these these Twitter NFT uh, right. uh, how do you call it like experts they're like 21 or something and then and then oh
1: they should be even younger now. or even younger <laughs> even younger. yeah so that's, that's an old guy that's
0: an old guy but that's that's crazy right I think that, that generation even doesn't know like what fiat money is they're they're like all into this um, in digital currencies.
1: Yeah a lot of young generation are meeting these days they they don't have stock uh, stock brokerage account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first thing they have is probably a crypto wallet. Yeah, <laughs> That's how the, the native of this generation. Yeah, And I think uh, it's an interesting debate uh, between like how's the utility and adoption about yeah. all this kind of stuff. I think there was two um, different angles. Well, first of all, is like pure digital, pure organic digital and made up this kind of thing. So basically, yeah. you, you probably like 40 years ago, it probably hard to imagine that we'll spend so much time on A screen, a computer. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, So, if you're spending so much time online and you know on social media or whatever is Web Two or Web Three, but basically your digital identity is something is probably more important than what exactly you look like in the real world because people are seeing you from a digital world and (laughs) people are are view you as your profile
0: picture. Your uh, your avatar. uh, Your your avatar is more important.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, your avatar is probably more famous than yourself is. So, if that's the case, you know it's hard to imagine why why a board uh, board app can sell that much because it's it's sort of a uh, kind of a social status. that like yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm able to buy it, and I'm able to join that club. And yeah. I'm able to show that around. So yeah. that's some kind of. Sort of the online aden- identity, I would say, oh, yeah. a digital identity yeah. that is that is some kind of like uh native of this sort of NFT or or profile picture though. And the other thing is, how does that because you still have to eat, right? So you have to, exactly. have to yeah, exactly. you still have to leave somewhere, right? You can have if like a virtual banana, eat. right? I
0: mean, uh, yeah, like, you, you can eat.
1: So well, how exactly gonna, gonna link to your daily net? So I think these days a lot of, you basically see a lot of entertainment and brands and uh, sports league are, are sort of um, um, play around with this LFT. So we are seeing that the NBA, uh, NBA sports team that they basically sell this LFT and it's more like a, a privilege that you can uh, go around a tour with yeah. with these players yeah. you can go to the back um, backstage all these kind of stuff and perhaps these can be sort of kind of membership that you can you can join you can uh, invite it to some of the events that specifically designed for that and this kind of uh sort of sort of like official membership is kind of usage and base, and there's some other usage you can see these days. Is that just as I mentioned, that sort of some of the payment. Um El Salvador, because uh uh the country's currency doesn't work anymore. So they're using Bitcoin as a yeah, 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 as yeah. a uh, as a as a currency for that. So that that's kind of a usage of that. But I think a lot of things we probably still cannot imagine these things because they're still they're evolving really, really fast. Yeah. And because, as I mentioned, as long as there's enough users, enough, um, enough demand demand there, you, you can you can expect the the supply will, will pour in, the developer will pour in to come out with different interesting solutions, different yeah. interesting service.
0: Yeah.
1: Quickly, yeah, yeah. Quickly
0: yeah. Like t- talking about like blockchain and crypto, I, I always have this question about like uh, uh, human capital, right? Uh, just just devs like developers, developers who are mm-hmm. the brains behind the technology, right? right? That's number one. Which is, which is, which is also. I mean, even before crypto. I mean, honestly speaking, like when when I was running my startup in Jakarta, I mean, it's always a shortage of devs, right? Where do you get your devs? And 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 um yeah. And now I can imagine when we look at dev in general, you have your. You know your JavaScript and your Python guys, but when we talk about blockchain, I think it's it's again a different niche, right? Let's get one level deeper. I think that's that's number one, and I think what we would love to hear your thoughts also is more about uh, so as a fund, right? As a fund, you see these trends, you see this pop culture, you see this like you know NFTs, like you know status online status, da 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 da. But I, but I think for for a fund, you just want to know like, okay, what technology can leverage. What technology can leverage, or can ride the wave of that, of that trend, right? So, so how, how you how you kind of like put your sensors out to to understand like okay where the opportunities are? Oh, we see NFTs happening. Okay, so what what investments are there then in that space? So I think so no, number one first, like how do you look at um how do you look at human capital within this blockchain tech dev niche? Like how challenging is that? For your portfolio, or how do you look at it in general as a uh, as Southeast Asia is evolving, you know, and more and more people are entering the this space.
1: Yeah, uh, I think the, the shortage of developers and shortage about uh, for the, the computer scientists, people, or uh, uh, the uh, data scientists, it's, it's been uh, for it's been a, for a long time. So yeah. you're basically seeing a lot of. It's more involving that you know, people trying to solve this problem with AI, and yeah. you know, so it probably won't be limited to this sort of human capital uh, in the future. But the interesting thing here is, I think you will you will get some 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 sort of uh, um, early adopt early adopter advantage because for those developers who enter into blo- especially the blockchain industry early. They've already, they've already seen how, how it's gonna evolve and they have already have the fundamental knowledge and you know uh, even the extra knowledge about uh, this coding smart contract and um, uh, the different div- uh it's probably not that much different from the original label the, the way they coding but just the way they designed and the smart contract and specific language they're using. but they've already got a uh, got an advantage out of it because they enter into a market early enough. And I would say the later you, the later you pick up uh, this knowledge, the more you need, the more and the uh, the more time you need to to take it to to learn yeah. it more. Yeah. yeah, because there's sort sort the of a legacy over there, and there's a history, and there's more history around around that. So for for uh, the human capital, I would say. Um, we're seeing more and more Web two and or, or Web one developers are are trying to pick up, uh, yeah, they need to pick catch up, up right? Web three. Yeah, they need to catch up, and it yeah. will feel very very formal because yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, it's been ups and down for for a couple, couple of years already, and we've been missing out for for a few waves uh, or, or cycles yeah. uh, before that, and especially in the past eighteen. 18 months I, I, I was so see I saw so many people from web 2 and and feel really really formal about <laughs> what's what's going on um, around blockchain but I, but I think they, they pick up relatively fast because yeah. they have a certain uh, sort of uh, uh, computer science knowledge behind it. so there's that. a fundamental over there and yeah. to the other question I think from a VC perspective, I think we're, we're, um, we're still, you know, the ap- upwards way investment, there is still, still bringing founders as the most important assets yeah, yeah. around the industry. Although we are, I, I think the, the weird part here is the token token vehicle yeah, mm. because for the token vehicle we're mostly investing in the project and the company itself. But I think on, on, on that way, we're still seeing the founder as the most important asset. And, the most uh, important reason why we invest or not. Yeah. So like that. yeah. So so basically because we're we're seeing this gonna be gonna be a huge thing for the next ten years. So we're we did not see the project for you know just a year or two after investing. So everything we'll just sell and uh, people will dump the token and we're yeah. not that kind of investor. So we're we're sort of a long term supporter and long term holders or uh, yeah. to to those tokens. So. We're also expecting that uh, the founders we are backing are having this kind of long-term vision.
0: Yeah, behind like, it. That. like that. Yeah. So again, yeah. aligning, aligning kind of like the vision of both the entrepreneur and, and the VC is going gonna, is gonna to help a lot besides besides just the check, right? Uh, uh, which brings take me to, to an interesting topic because actually, especially when uh, AppWorks is doing a lot on, let's say, the AppWorks School, you've got the, you the accelerated program, you've got the fund itself. Uh, on the topic of deal flow because i th- think at the end of the day and just also what you state on the website right it's more like entrepreneurs have they have a choice i mean there's so much liquidity in the market they can go to any vc and and nowadays the valuations are like totally sky high and sometimes a bit crazy um how do you how do you manage to get the right deal flow as a fund
1: yeah that's that's a good question i think these days uh i probably didn't mention earlier that uh, in your community, there's around 435 stars that uh, we, we call it uh, Apple's uh, alumni. And, and I think um, the most important and most valuable resource we're having here are these people. And these 400 something stars, they actually consist with 100, around 1,300 uh, 1, of founders, wow. and they are around the region and they're still working on their stars. So basically, we've we have already have uh, this sort of a working history and um, side by side with them, and the believe the believer we are having here is basically good founders bringing good founders. Yeah. So not from not only from accelerator side, but also from um, the, uh, the VC deals as well. So we are seeing the good founders that bring in good founders to apply uh, the new batch accelerators, and we're also seeing portfolios we're having, they, they will recommend their, their peers um, um, to us for, for the new investment. And also if you, even for our mentors, if they're, they're doing their second or even third starts yeah. they'll come to us because we have this kind of, we've known them for a while yeah. and they, they know how we work and they know what, what, what we value the most. So I think that's that's the most important deal source we're we're having these days, and not needless to say, some of the a working partner we had before around the region that's something important as well. And um, yeah, I think in the past before COVID, we will travel around and to meet uh, stars and to to ask well. Uh, for example, or alumni on the ground and see whether there's some about uh, some interesting star we we should definitely meet and, and and chat with. So in the past, uh, a certain effort was uh rely on. Uh, or, or travel or, or face-to-face uh, meetup. But these days, I think a lot of stuff are consistent with uh, with the meetings.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But I, I don't think that sabotage that much. I think that's a good thing for us because if we are sort of a traditional venture capitalist, that means we need to, you know, on-site um, and check out and see, oh, are there a real uh, warehouse over there? Are there some real uh, people working? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but uh but you know we are we're not counting on that because as i mentioned here we're super highly uh, renowned founders themselves. Mm. We, we see their history we yeah. see their when they build a start it's kind of stuff so you know whether whether the office is really there it's probably not the most important thing, thing that we're at so i think <laughs> it's probably a good thing for, for us yeah
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's uh, that's super interesting i think especially it, it's it's also uh, uh, maybe an, uh, a consequence of, of the big uh, ecosystem that you're building with you know with either school or with uh, uh, with accelerator programs. So I think that is that is a fruit of of the seeds that you're planting. So that is uh, that is amazing. That totally makes sense as well. And, and what do you think? Um, what do you think about? Uh, I mean, again, we talked about like liquidity in the market. Many many VCs are raising new funds or new VCs coming in, meaning competition between VCs is also increasing, right? So how do you how do you differentiate? Like, well, how do you look at differentiation when it comes down to AppWorks as a fund versus the rest?
1: Um, uh, we we actually think it's a good thing for for the whole region, especially in you know Taiwan, Southeast Asia. We think that means the whole ecosystem uh, getting more resource and getting more not only the capital resource but also. Uh, the network and you know from, from our corporate as well. So yeah. we actually thinking more and more people um, putting into money uh, in the early stage, you no know, matter early stage or later stage. I think it's it's a good thing for the whole ecosystem. And as I mentioned, upwards uh, we we ourselves have certain taste of uh, of the star founders, and but that doesn't say that the rest of the founders are not backable. Yeah. But I think with more different type or different different type of VC or even corporate development teams, I think that will serve a different different needs for a star founder. I think that's definitely a, a pretty good thing. So we are actually, I, I don't think that is a competition. I think it's pretty good for and it's very healthy for the whole ecosystem. And with all this kind of support, the whole ecosystem can go longer yeah. and. Uh, the whole equation can be sustained.
0: Yeah, yeah. The quality yeah. also increases, right? But but does it does it yeah. make it more difficult to get in front of the right entrepreneurs?
1: I don't think so, because um, as I mentioned, that a lot of our deals are rely on referrals.
0: Yeah, so that true. means
1: if they have good experience with us. Yeah. So basically, hundred dollars, hundred dollars, no matter from A or B or C. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's what kind of resource you can bring on the table. Yeah. And if you work with us before, you can you can easily to see uh, what kind of resource we can bring on the table. Yeah. I think the most important aspect here is we have a community and yeah. uh, a community of founders that's being around, which which can support you uh, at a different stage you are. Yeah. That's I think that's something we we have sort of a advantage on this kind of early mover advantage but uh it's really hard for for other people to to copy and paste because yeah a you know, sure. whole community a whole community build up yeah definitely we yeah really yeah, yeah 10 years already so yeah uh, if somebody yeah. wants to duplicate that I mean, takes at least five to six years, I would
0: yeah, say. yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's, uh, that's amazing, Jessica. Um, all right, we go into the final question uh, of the session today, uh, Jessica. Uh, I want you to imagine a day far, far away into the future, right, and um, on this day, I'm uh, searching the name Jessica Liu on a search mm-hmm. engine. I'm not sure what search engine it will be, but it's a search engine, mm-hmm. and uh, the search results Uh, show only three bullet points so there's nothing i I can't find your name on linkedin i can't find it on appworks i i only have this search engine and the search engine gives me three bullet points and these three bullet points they represent the life lessons that jessica liu wants to be known for what are these three life lessons
1: i actually don't (laughs) i don't i actually don't want people to remember me
0: at all. oh no (laughs)
1: <laughs> well I, I think um it's uh, it's interesting so we had an offsite, uh with a whole company yesterday and mm. we're talking about this whole big band from the universe and mm. eventually people just one cell or elements to the universe and just comes and go
0: mm. and
1: I don't think necessary for, for myself it's, uh, I, I can only speak for myself so I don't think I need Anybody to remember the name itself because it's just more like a tag to you. So I I think the accomplish, accomplishment accomplishment we're making is probably more important. So I I would be value that because what kind of a resource and what kind of efforts we're we're putting into a certain kind of area these days. So eventually in in the future, you can have this kind of search engine and only show three points of the important thing that to you, knew, that the most important thing to, to the people who are searching. And I, think, I think that's more interesting or more valuable to me, but I don't necessarily need people to see, oh, because of Jessica, so we can have these kind of stuff today. I don't think that's important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: but, 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 I mean, at the end of the day, being helpful or being of value is then important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that,
0: yeah yeah right yeah
1: okay. well,
0: yeah that, yeah and I, and I think at the end of the day i mean uh the lives we live should be beneficial uh also to other people right so i think that is uh, yeah that is a that is a good point well but well, we'll just summarize yeah. by that uh by that point <laughs> jessica uh, i want to thank you again for uh for sharing for being open uh on on your journey with appworks um, i'm super excited i mean Uh, just looking at the blockchain, let's say the blockchain or NFT space. uh, I'm really excited what uh, AppWorks will be investing in the coming years. Um, Thanks again for sharing. And whenever you are in Bali, let me know.
1: Totally, love to be there. (laughs) All
0: right, all right. Thanks for
1: having me again. I was excited to chat.
0: Thank you so much, Jessica. We'll talk soon, bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Masters of Cashflow podcast. If you found this episode valuable, I'd really appreciate it if you can leave a rating and review